some really exciting news before we begin. Fursat Feminism got funded, you guys. This and the rest of the episodes of season one are going to be supported by our friends at the Heinrich Boll Foundation. But let's dive into the episode. Welcome to another episode of Fursat Feminism. I'm Arundhati. I'm Deepa. And today we have Amrisha with us. Hi, Amrisha. Hi. Hi, Amrisha. So, Amrisha is a very close friend of Sumedha, who was on the sex podcast, and wants to talk about something that I think all of us, in many, many different ways, have at some places negotiated, confronted, and definitely sat with, which is a room of one's own. I guess the first question, Amrisha, is what made you want to talk about a room of one's own? Yeah, so I've been dealing with anxiety for a while now. The so-called diagnosis happened a few years ago. And I realized that having my own space and uh, having that sort of freedom where nobody is looking at you or you don't hear people talk all the time or advise you all the time or judge you all the time, help me cope up with whatever was happening outside my room, so to speak. That's why it was easier for me to immediately like jump to this topic because it has been in many ways my savior, my own space. And it lets me be like the kind of things I can do <laughs> uh, when I'm alone. For example, call me crazy if you want to, but I have conversations with my plants sometimes. <laughs> and also I taught myself a lot of things. I taught myself how to bake when I was alone, which otherwise I probably wouldn't have done if I was always you know, surrounded by people or was like in a crowded space even if it is like two people it gets crowded for me and if uh, I was in social scenarios where I was constantly having to interact in this and that I probably wouldn't have been able to do a lot of things so I learned a lot by myself taught a lot to myself in that space where I felt secure and sometimes I was alone sometimes I had beautiful people like Sumedha for company but definitely a lot that has kept me sane that has kept me going uh, has been my own space which is why it was not very difficult for me to choose this topic. Before we started recording Amrisha you were saying something about the pandemic and how that brought you back to this idea of how you needed a space. Yeah I went back home during the pandemic I realized that physically speaking, gradually, the house has sort of phased me out. Like my sister and I, we always shared a bed, shared a room, and that was never a problem. But I suppose I was always a creature of space because even in that one room, I had my own corner where I did not allow her to sit or my corner of the bed where I would sleep or maybe lie down and think. But because I had been living away from my home and my sister obviously was growing in the meantime, she happened to take the whole space. And the only time I had to stay at my home for more than say two weeks was during the pandemic, which ended up being some seven, eight months. And I did not know how to be in that space because it was all work from home I had no space to work and then I realized how much my space is important to me because it was very very troubling for me mentally like I spent nights 
crying literally not knowing what to do so i started working on it and eventually my living room which is supposed to be the most occupied room sort of became my fort where i put a cushion in one corner of the room gave myself a small table sat on the floor started working there and in between works i used to take yoga breaks so in the living room itself between the two couches i would just unfold my yoga mat so i started creating building my space and i saw like an immediate improvement in my productivity in my general mood and that's when i realized how much my own space means to me and so the pandemic was a huge realization that way yeah everything you said is like another level relatable so when we were making the themes and i wrote this down because this book the room of one's own book by virginia wolf has literally been the most comfort read for me in some sense i keep going back to that book because something about it feels so relatable something about it feels so aspirational as well when i was listening to you i was also thinking about my own understanding of a room of my own in the sense that i've craved for that space for a very long time i had an elder sister so we also shared almost every space that we were in we were living separately after 2008 post that we hardly used to come together in the space but then recently when i left my job and i went to chandigarh and i started living with her everything is fine it's a beautiful house very nice space but at the same time i don't know why that space never felt like mine very similarly when i went back to my home at my father's place i felt like everything around is set up for their convenience right so according to how they would want to live and i did try to make some space for myself but it didn't feel authentic i just felt like i'm invading in somebody else's space i kept wanting to go somewhere which felt like my space which felt like okay here this is absolutely mine this is something that i have created and in that i think i keep going back to that book and keep wanting to have that space which i've tried to create in the last i think 4 5 months i went to this small town in mp called shivpuri i don't know why i went there for like 5 days just to see the town and something about that town felt very close to me i don't know what like i still can't explain it but it somehow felt like oh i want to live here for some time then i took a house there and very quickly like literally in like a month i have bought so many things just because i want to set up a room for myself i just want a space which i can just go back to and feel like okay this is something that i have and this is entirely mine i think it's generational for me because i've seen my mother i've seen other women around me literally never having that kind of ownership over anything right they've always been in other people's spaces creating spaces for other people never really being able to say that this is mine it's such a phenomenon that i sort of grew up with listening to my mother and other women around me and i never realized how that had become such a big fear for me till i actually started properly craving for it and when i actually started building that space for myself and i think it's such an important thing to talk about it's such an important thing for every woman to actually have to come to terms with themselves to come to terms with what they really want the conversation these days gets boxed into these privacy and this and that but it's literally not that it's very different to be able to create things to be able to own things own spaces call something your own and live very very freely in that space and not really bother about anybody so when you say the two people are a crowd i completely agree <laughs> they are <laughs> you know it's interesting that you brought up the point of fear 
and the fact that you have seen growing up many women in your life deal with the problem because that's something that i have also experienced exactly i have learned from my mother what not to do with respect to this particular thing because my mother is the most like empowered and independent woman that i have known uh, she has been working all her life alongside raising us both and of course in one sense also raising up my father but the thing is whenever you know there was some sort of the misunderstanding or any argument between my um, father and my mother she had like nowhere to escape and as a woman the kind of pressures that we i think generally face within relationships from relatives socially workplace even children for that matter that escape is absolutely necessary for any woman to recuperate to figure out what she actually wants to say or do that is like the most deserved i think break that she requires but she doesn't get and eventually no matter how empowered or how independent she is at some level forces her to submit to the other person whether it's her husband whether it's her relative whether it's her children that lack of space does a lot of damage so that is what i learned from my mother and that is why i was also always scared whether i would you know be able to reach that point where i'd be able to have my own space and sort of disconnect and figure out what i want to do and to this day it scares me because currently i live in with my partner and it's very new to me it's just happened a couple of months ago and he's a wonderful person very supportive goes out of his way to try and make me comfortable but these are the things i think the intricacies of being a woman <laughs> only a woman would understand that and so sometimes i feel that lack of space in my own house which i have also equally contributed but sometimes i really feel like fish out of water i want to escape but i can't and that affects my dynamic with him and my general just way of being is affected if i feel that lack of space in the set of essays Virginia Woolf essentially talks about how a room of one's own is this idea of financial independence sitting with a physical room of one's own with a lock that one can lock the rest of the world out and that has resonated so strongly with me not so much out of my own personal experience in the beginning as that of women around me as you guys are saying but in a slightly different way in the sense that i experienced both my grandmothers sort of in their widowhood only after both their husbands had passed away i've experienced my mother with my father but largely experienced her in a phase of their relationship where he's been traveling a lot so mostly she's the one who's at home and i've seen all three of these women carve a space out of some amount of financial freedom and some amount of physical actual separated space from the rest of the world carve out exceptional spaces of joy for themselves i keep joking about this to everybody i meet but i keep saying i have to take appointments from my grandmothers to meet them but what i essentially mean is they do demand that you take permission before you enter that space which is something i think they have never ever ever done in their lives before that is told someone that you need to seek permission to get into a space that i inhabit 
I feel like both my grandmothers have got a second lease of life after they've had entire houses to themselves. I saw them sort of pre and then sort of post <laughs> these two phases of their lives and just made it so aspirational to me this idea of having a physical space of my own and having financial independence and those two things have come so much at odds with the image of the giving woman and the image of the motherly woman and the maternal woman and the selfless woman and all the tropes that we are constantly trapped into by the world around us that this need to have a physical and financial space of one's own feels truly revolutionary and like amrisha said for all of the empowerment that can happen there is a submission that tends to happen in spaces when you don't have the space to get away when you don't have the space that is chalked out as your own and that nobody else has the permission to get into and i wonder have there been other ways in which you guys have navigated that in your own life speaking about other ways in which i have tried to navigate this issue as a child or as teenager my escape was also you know a lot of music and books and i remember i spent my teenage years reading all the hindi literature because my dad was really fond of it and listening to all the typical barman lata mangeshkar kishor kumar types songs when i had like very limited means and by means i just mean a radio where i could get all these uh, things together and so sometimes even when you know my home was crowded with people i could just quietly sneak out and find a quiet corner even if it was like a place where no one was looking it was surrounded but not in people's line of sight and i would just put my earphones on and start listening to those really old you know radio shows and just feel at home for a little bit we didn't always growing up have our own house my mom was uh, working with the government and so she was always getting her transfers like once every two years once every three years and we were always living with her in the house that was given to her by the government and it was always surrounded with people it never really had too much room anyway i always felt this need to cut off even from my parents from my sister from everyone who was familiar just the need to cut myself off for a little bit and just be me whatever that meant whether that was twirling in front of the mirror whether that was listening to these really old songs and i still do this sometimes when it rains when it's really pouring i just like sit by the window and listen to the rainfall that is those are the things that i used to do growing up when i did not have of course the luxury of the means to create my own space physically those were my escape routes i was very young when my father built his own house there was a first floor that was built later and there was a room that was made and somehow i always in my head narrated to myself that it is my room nobody told me that's my room but i'm like ye mera kamra hai you know because my father had his own book collections of different kinds of hindi and political science and my mother had her collection of arts she was a fine arts student so different kinds of arts related books and there was a huge trunk in which these books were kept i would always be given the task to clean that trunk so what i would do is i would go early morning at 5 o'clock or something and then sit inside the trunk the whole day 
not really cleaning it but like i would pick up one book and start reading and then any time like i could hear somebody coming upstairs so as i would start pretending that are you mera safai ghar very early on my tendency was to live in like very minimalistic spaces so i didn't like filling up my space with a lot of things so because I had decided it was my room. I used to be very angry if my mother would keep something. She would just like fill up the room for some reason. Like, nah, this side of the room should be khali, or this should be like a plain white wall, or something like that. And I would like be very, very angry at her if she tries to change anything around it. Till they rented it out to somebody. But that was the space uh, which I sort of felt very associated to, because there was stairs that went into that room, and I would just sit on the stairs and like read or do whatever I want to act or talk to myself or do all kinds of things that I couldn't do in front of my mother or my sister. That was this physical space that I'd always felt was mine. And then the other thing was when I was in eighth or ninth standard, I think. very stealthily got a bicycle my father is very much against vehicles for some reason so we got a bicycle for my sister and then she left and then that bicycle became mine so every ride on that bicycle has been in some way me trying to claim the entire space in the city because my mom would like send me to like get some namak or something and i'm like ha mai aa rahi hu and then i'll go and make a two hour long ride the whole city and like namak mila nahi mujhe so i went to this dukan and that dukan and that dukan and like took my own ride and came back the room of one's own the book itself is largely about having those resources right having multiple resources access to a library or having too much money to yourself or like having a garden or something the one thing i remember my mother constantly tell me and my sister that being financially independent being able to earn my own money because that's something i think she always craved for the idea that you have to depend on somebody for every little thing for me right now i can't comprehend it <laughs> it's like that's just the scariest thing that can happen to somebody and i saw her going through that you know struggling through that she used to save money from whatever little my father used to give her as children we would always demand everything from her only so she would still make it a point to get stuff for us and also save enough money for things that she liked to in that very little amount that my father used to give her for monthly expenses and stuff actually owning things which can be a room which can be a house which can be a small garden i'm not trying to make it that privatization and individualistic shit but actually women really having ownership on spaces on things on materials is so important because they're such public properties otherwise no <laughs> everybody feels so much ownership over women all the time that if they don't have anything of their own then it's everybody's and they are everybody's it is for them to belong to themselves that they need a room of their own this is i think the long and short of the book also i mean things that let you be and let you be yourself and that could be anything they pretty much then make for that room we worked with developing a young people's program at the place that we were at and so much of our work was essentially working with young women you know between the ages of say 18 and 25 the program was about space women having space <laughs> we kept talking about it we kept circling around this theme using every possible word and every possible language but essentially we were circling back to this idea that we need space we need space and i remember having this thought that i used to get very irritated as a facilitator or a trainer when like people would enter a training space and suddenly feel fully okay with putting their feet up taking out their mobile phones talking to their boyfriends just completely feel ownership over 
that space when they were able to do that i feel like that's where we really cracked space because if people were able to at least find a room of their own in that little training hall where they could come essentially they would feel like the eyes of the world weren't on them for once they were not tracking their every move they were not listening to every word they said to the boyfriend that feeling of being monitored and that feeling of being tracked that went away the moment they entered these spaces it would be like kapde badal jate the yaar and kapde have always been huge form of expression been the biggest symbol of claiming a room of one's own to be really honest because i have seen how my mother or my grandmothers when there is nobody around and the way that they dress and the way they walk around the house and the ease with which they navigate space around them and feel at home in their bodies there is an immediate performativeness there is an immediate expectation of kya kapde pehenne chahiye kaise pehenne chahiye and i remember i used to never understand why my mother used to get frustrated when my father used to say ki are yaar gown nikalo abhi log aa rahe hain <laughs> like, people are coming or what and i realized it was symbolic it was always symbolic that gown that was very see through or whatever symbolized a feeling of not being seen not being watched not being constantly tracked and it's the same for my two grandmothers they will wear the most tattered blouses and the softest oldest sarees they can find in their whole cupboard when there is nobody at home and i think sort of subconsciously finally got a place of my own with my partner i was like what is my way of marking this as an extended space of my own when people also come over is i will not change clothes when people enter my space so <laughs> relatable cuz uh, clothes are also a huge like form like you said of my personal expression and i have also i had actually quite a while back decided that no matter who comes if i am at home i am going to be absolutely chill about it and i will not put on like something to dhakofy my body or whatever and this has always been like a matter of a difference i've always had my differences with especially my father because i genuinely believe and i don't want to generalize all of uttar pradesh but because i'm largely familiar with the culture everyone has what i call the lkk syndrome which is the lok kya kahenge syndrome my dad always was like listen i don't mind if you wear this if you wear that but if somebody else sees they are probably obviously going to question you and by extension question the values that we have tried to instill in you somehow i trace it all back to patriarchy maybe it's just me and maybe it's just my experiences but i always think that whatever i as a woman have faced and women around me have faced in terms of having uh, their own space to themselves their own time to themselves the space not just to live like physically but also the mental space to feel a little bit of freedom that has always been absent owing to the social pressures and when i think about social pressures it's the expectations that people have of us and those expectations i always trace them back to the patriarchal structure of our society somehow and i'm not saying that it's entirely justified 
but this is my individual sort of take away from the life that i have lived and don't want to live anymore i kept thinking about certain things when jindavi was sharing her experience of working in the organization when i joined the organization so i remember going to madia madia is a small town in kutch region of gujarat and i remember going there and the first thing i told them was that i want a place basically a room and everyone was baffled ki matlab akeli ladki akele kyun rahegi finally when i got that room i had like a colleague of mine who was also working with me and she started living with me and it was a very interesting experience for me because i could afford that place right so i could afford to give rent even if it was very minimal it was literally a thousand bucks but i could afford that because of many many privileges right i didn't have to send any money back to my home or like nobody was dependent on me so all my earnings was mine and this colleague of mine like i could see that she wanted so much to have her own space and she got stuck because she was not able to afford a room by herself and then that escalated into me also trying to understand the girls who we were working with and there were such limited spaces available to them because they were coming from a certain sort of a background right so because of the privileges that i had and they did not have because there were so many structural oppressions that they were dealing with it was impossible for them to imagine that that they can ever have any place that they can call their own i started living with a muslim family and i had to face a lot of backlash because of the fact that i decided to live with a muslim family and then i shifted to another house and this was a hindu brahmin house and they is not ready to give houses to uh, our other colleagues because they make non veg food or you know they are muslims or they are coming from certain community so then that and then i experienced something on similar lines but in a very different way when i moved to shivpuri so recently i started looking for houses there so my name i don't have a surname right so i just have deepa as my name and in gujarat i could get away with it because mai gujarati nahi thi so the caste system did not apply that like that on me but then when i came to mp now i'm a hindi speaking person in a hindi land <laughs> now i'm not an outsider as much so everyone would ask me my surname and they would not show me the rooms because i did not put my surname i literally had experiences where i would like go and talk to them and they would get up get their keys and then ask me beta aapka pura naam kya hai and i'm like deepa sirf to acha surname kya hai main ka surname nahi likhti hu main papa ka naam kya hai tum like papa ke naam se aapko kya karna hai matlab my name is just deepa to aisa thodi hota hai ye wo i would show them my aadhar card and then they would be like ki acha theek hai to aap kal aa jana matlab abhi light nahi hai ya abhi hum ja nahi sakte ya abhi dukaan pe baithna or some 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 stupid reason they'll come up with to not show me the house just because i didn't tell them my surname the person i was looking this house with he he basically after a point got so frustrated that he was like yaar tu aise karti rahegi to mil gaya tujhe ghar na to maine kaha yaar dekh i still have the choice i can actually tell these people my caste but i'm not doing it but think of people who cannot actually have that either you fake it or you don't get to get have a house for yourself in this town 
friends who have told me that they have experienced this and they have been they found it so difficult to find house just because they come from a certain religion or come from a certain caste and especially when you're in smaller towns so if you are in a city probably it, it becomes a little more easier because the systems are different there to get a house or whatever but in these smaller towns though it's almost impossible for you to find a space when you're saying that you always go back to how patriarchy is responsible for this i agree with you but at the same time i also think that it's literally the combination of like caste class your intersectional position that gives you the privilege to have that space or to have that house or that room you know absolutely And, absolutely that's a very relatable experience because uh, i have not dropped by sunim as such but i do not write the whole thing so i stop at t which is the first letter and a long time ago just i mean for for these reasons alone i decided just to write amrusha t and that baffled a lot of people when i moved from trichy to bangalore because uh, yeah i did not know how like far reaching <laughs> the right ideology is And oh my god you you had no idea how casteist bangalore is it is just soaked in casteism i did not so i'll tell you that i was uh, born and brought up and schooled in lucknow and when i had to attend my university biggest leap that i took was to allahabad and then after that uh, for my post grad and for my job and from there on i started in calcutta and from there on i sort of never looked back growing up in a town like lucknow and with like the parents like mine and the society like mine we always thought that you know <laughs> these places were fairly progressive and nobody really spoke of casteism or even classism for that matter and because we used to hear so much in terms of just good news we also thought that oh yeah women education and you know female women empowerment all of these things are the things in southern india and so i was thrilled but uh, i spent like some of the most wonderful times of my life in tiruchirappalli which is like a literally a village like my uni was literally in a village but such active participation and involvement of women locally and then cut to bangalore it was just so different and i have my full name on my aadhar so my landlord was extremely sort of surprised and very very skeptical about me and later my neighbor ended up telling me that there is a possibility he must have thought that you'd run away with someone outside of your quote unquote caste and that's why he kept checking with people around me if you know men visit me or not or uh, who visits me and when and this and that he gave the room to me but it came with like a fair dose of doubt and distrust and skepticism and i felt that i mean it's not the same experience as deepas but all of us i realized this conversation is that we've had our unique experiences in terms of fighting for our own spaces and discovering our own spaces and creating our own spaces but that one thread always the connecting thread is always the fact that we are all women and the experiences that we've had have been as girls and as women in the society and i don't know if we would have had a different experience had we been uh, the males in our societies i think if you're a dalit or a muslim man or a dalit or a muslim family i think there is a very high chance in today's climate that you would be denied it at least by the infrastructure if not in the way that we are 
speaking of it in terms of within the family it might still be you have more access to space within the family between genders but sort of compared to a savarna woman based to a dalit man's space i think it's very difficult to say that he would definitely have more space or less space or you know it's very difficult to have that i mean that is definitely yeah. there but at the same time i mean two of my partners uh, first guy that i was dating and the other guy also that i'm dating right now i've seen them struggle so much to just get out of their house and it's like i i'm odd actually most of the time just like bhai mere ghar pe mujhe zyada freedom mil jati hai compared to what you guys are struggling with just because they live with uh, live in joint family and this whole south asian family culture that is there i feel so privileged when i talk to these men also i'm just like oh my god my family is so much more better than yours because because i at least get this like my parents get it they get the idea of me being in a free space i genuinely think that as a culture only of course it gets i mean multifold with the whole caste class uh, sort of under privileges and discriminations but this is also a very south asian sort of a living culture where we don't understand the whole idea of agency and the whole idea of making decisions and which like are our space or space in general yeah matlab sab zabardasti sabko sath mein rehna hai there is a whole narrative around how everyone should always live together and every should one should be in this one house Like one big suraj bar jati hai film no? Like yeah, and we not do. I mean, we we might be existing, coexisting in the same space, but in our heads we have troubled thoughts and we have trouble being ourselves, and also it sort of you know pushes us to be the kind of people that we aren't. So it makes us slightly more spiteful, more vicious towards the other person. The simplest solution and. Um, maybe nobody is paying attention but the simplest solution to all of this could be to just give everyone their own space a little bit of space and maybe they'll be just like happier people yeah and i think resistance is also born out of a space of one's own and that's why you can see why that is such a threatening concept to so many things not just society to, to men to upper classes to upper castes uh, whoever is doing gatekeeping of any sort of normativity it is threatening to them because the moment you have a space of one's own you have a room of one's own you will see who you are and you will see the world for what it is and it will start to make or not make sense and you then really find both the energy and the words and the ways and the conviction as amrisha is saying to also question and come back to the world and the way it is and yeah and that's threatening <laughs> but this is great i mean i have whined in front of people i have begged for my space i have cried about it i've complained about it but i've never been really for the lack of you know their understanding or for the lack of their perception have never been really able to communicate the relevance of my space like why is it that i'm crying about it or why is it i'm complaining about it but i would like to say definitely that through this conversation today i definitely got a room of my own but that was because this was this was like a focused conversation and we spoke a lot about it but every time you i think bring a guest on board and talk to them about things that matter to them and you know just give them that space to express themselves completely it gives them a room of their own and this is like a virtual space and i wish that we create uh, more of these pieces in the physical world and just understand each other in terms of what they need 
in terms of expression, in terms of physical space. All we need to do is just understand and empathize, I think, a little bit. Thanks, Amrisha. That's very sweet. The idea of a room that is not a physical space, it's so interesting, no? How how it can be co-created like this and it can be just product of the relationships between people and not just, you know, this very individualized idea that can accompany this idea of room of one's own. But okay. <laughs> I think this conversation has added a character to the podcast, which we were very unconscious of. The conversation that Arundhati used to have before we even started this podcast was around this whole idea, was around having a space, around creating that space for each other. It just added so much very different sort of a characteristic to the to the podcast as a whole, which I think we'll be more conscious of definitely from now on. Thank you so much, Amrisha. This was great. Yeah, this is really fun. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I, I absolutely loved this conversation. We put out new episodes every week, every Friday. You can find us on Instagram at Forza Feminism. You can email us at ForzaFeminism at gmail.com. We're on every podcasting platform. Uh, you can leave us a review on iTunes and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.